Hi, welcome to the Spiritually Aligned Living Podcast. I am your host, Lori Roberts, and I know just how challenging it can be in our world to remain true to yourself. Each week, I will bring you information and genuine discussions to help you to live a spiritually aligned life. This podcast is born out of 30 plus years of endeavoring to live a conscious and authentic life combined with the desire to connect with and support like-minded people like you. I hope you find enjoyment and inspiration in the discussions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 1, Episode 3. Today, I have a special guest with me. Her name is Annette Chiappi. Annette will actually be my very first guest on the Spiritually Aligned Living podcast. Annette and I have known each other for about four years, and when I met Annette with her outgoing, friendly personality and heard her amazing story, we pretty much became immediate friends. Annette is a mentor and speaker, author, and artist. She lives west of Barrie, Ontario, Canada. In 2010, she was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, after which she made a life-altering decision to learn to love herself. Her company, Learn to Love Myself, was born from those lessons. Today, she is a self-love mentor, holding space, listening lovingly without judgment, completely present for others. She has authored a mindfulness coloring book and card series by the name of Love, Kindness, and Compassion. As a speaker, she focuses on loving oneself and self-healing. Some of Annette's spiritual practices and tools in working with clients are self-love spiritual readings, mindfulness, and energy chakra dance. Annette regularly contributes a percentage from the sale of her services and products to the Canadian Mental Health Association. Annette incorporates love, kindness, and compassion into everything. She loves nature, yoga, and going on road trips on her partner's motorcycle. Annette has overcome a lot on her own spiritual and personal growth path, and she is here to tell us about that journey and also how it led her to be able to help uplift and inspire others. Welcome, Annette, and thank you for being here. Hi, Laurie. Thank you for having me. Great. Great to have you here. So I'd like to start with a question about the start of your journey. What actually led up to you being diagnosed with PTSD? There was a, I was working as a paralegal back from 1996 to 2010. And I was struggling a lot with um, a lot of my mental health and unhappiness. And I, my health, my physical health started to deteriorate. Uh, nosebleeds, a whole bunch of other Uh, nasty things were starting to happen to me physically I was falling apart so I decided that I needed to stop living in so much fear about my life and um, uh, to take some risks and live with the consequences and start a life that was meaningful to me and one of the biggest things that happened was I had started Al-Anon for some of the traumas that came from my past kept haunting me. So that opened a lot of doors about something was not right in my life. And so I took a drastic leap of faith and left my business as a paralegal of 14 years 
and I basically hit rock bottom and I ended up about six months later on my in my doctor's office screaming I just want to be happy because I still didn't I couldn't figure out what was going on with me I was trying to do it all on my own and uh needless to say he uh that was the start of the journey making that big leap of faith to leave my um paralegal business of 14 years I was stuck absolutely stagnant in in my life and my health was deteriorating and I didn't want to feel any more pain and I just had had enough thank you and that may be part of the answer to my next question which is what was it about that diagnosis that led you to make the decision to love yourself well the diagnosis from uh, my doctor telling me that I had to be put on antidepressants was even harder than realizing I had to look after myself. <laughs> so it was, it, it was kind of like knowing that I was that ill, that I needed to go on antidepressants. It just made me realize how bad emotionally, spiritually I was broken. So those, um, the thoughts about how did I get on track with loving myself was because of those um, acknowledging, you know, nobody else is going to do this for me. So I realized it had to come from within me somehow. Right? It began, it began the whole journey of, you know, looking inward. I had no clue what spirituality was. I didn't know uh, anything about loving myself. I thought life was just like that, right? That you were always angry, that you were always sad, that you were always, um, being disappointed with everybody and everything and, and trying to hold on to control. So making that life altering decision to learn to love myself started me down a path that opened me up to spirituality, that opened me up to being who my authentic self, being aligned with life instead of resisting it all the time. So it led you to, it began your journey in a sense. Yes. It began, it began the journey of the, the most frightening thing I ever did. Like, you know, learning to get my license to become a paralegal was scary, but learning to love myself was even harder because it had to do with looking at all the darkness that was inside me, all the things I hated about myself, all the things I hated about other people, where my anger came from, why I had anger, um, all the trust issues that I didn't have and um, going through therapy and being responsible for myself and not worrying about, you know, being judged by people. And just, it just kept like a floodgate of things happening to me as I took careful steps towards um, learning about who I was and how I felt. It just seemed to be more and more about a journey of something that was absolutely beautiful, but frightening at the same time. So the, you had, I had to look at the dark parts of myself as well as the light, because it, it was those parts that were holding me back from being who I am today. Yes. And that's something that doesn't always get talked about, about the spiritual journey is that it isn't just about the light, but it all is also about the darkness and, and looking at those 
aspects of ourselves and yes absolutely I think it's actually um because of my traumas of uh from all the years of struggling with abuse from my family and loss of my children and um loss of innocence it it became such a to to look at that and stop blaming others and stop being a victim and seriously taking a look at my mental health not just why i was physically falling apart i didn't even realize the importance of daily mental health care and it it's mind boggling about just how much i do how much i did then uh you know it, it would always be like three steps forward two steps back and one step forward three steps back you know and it was never um you know we talked about this earlier it's not about perfection right it's about progress and the progress i made inspired me to start to reach out to community having gatherings with other people sit and chat listen to stories about struggles people are having and i realized i wasn't alone right so that became my inspiration and uh i started down that road about thinking how can you know so many people are helping me how can i help others back so as part of your journey um like you were saying was through the darkness kind of towards the light in a sense and you didn't originally really know what spirituality is but what did you come to see it as the further along you went i the further along i went like it took a while to even actually recognize that there were the three elements of of us being having a human experience so i de- evolving devolving into um uh spirituality was a very slow process in the beginning because of the traumas and having to learn to love myself i don't think my spirituality actually opened up until the latter part of loving myself it was almost like after i'd learned to love myself then my spirituality came so for me spirituality is all about self care self love loving others and loving the environment that is a a mantra that i absolutely remind myself about every day that if i'm going to be a spiritual person and live with love and kindness and compassion for myself others and the environment then i had to embrace everything about me so spirituality for me is love kindness and compassion it is self care and healing and all the things it takes to be human you know acceptance forgiveness it for me it's everything that has to do with taking care of oneself so what would you say is the biggest uh, lesson that you've learned on your spiritual journey so far trusting and letting go cuz to trust means that you have faith you're not just hoping something's going to happen so every year for the last i think 5 years i've been making each year a specific goal so i started i believe with acceptance and then abundance but trusting in myself to trust that my higher self 
universe, God, is was always there for me, right? But it meant not just trusting in that it's there for me didn't mean that I just sat around and did nothing, right? I still get up every morning and do two hours of self-care. I still go to bed every night and do self-care. So it's not like just praying for something to happen. It's taking action. So trusting in myself to take action that I knew worked for me. Now, that absolutely was a long lesson because I'd start out on one path and go, oh, okay, well, I can trust myself to do this and then fail miserably. <laughs> and then, um, you know, then say, okay, well, we're, let's examine where you went wrong, right? Uh, how could you have done it differently? What were you experiencing? What was going on in your life at that time, right? So you yeah, have to trust yourself that failures aren't going to be your end. You know, you can't sit and wallow in, in your mistakes, and uh, trust me, when you have lots of mental health issues from post-traumatic stress disorder, there's lots of lots of uh, falling down and getting back up. I've uh, my spirituality lessons have been never to give up, and letting go is is so like so important. And a lot of people, I believe, even myself included, I had no clue what that meant. You know, to let go, oh, well, that means giving up. Uh, let go means that you're, you're a failure. Um, you know, a, a lot of, I think there's so many stigmas around certain spiritual motivators, like letting go, uh, that hold us back from letting go, trusting, forgiveness, right? We all have these preconceived ideas of what it's like to be human and all the old conditioning and beliefs and you, you pile that all in and your, your, your lessons that you learn become very complicated at times. And you gotta clear away all that garbage in order to see you're really authentically spiritual, right? So uh, yeah, letting go, trusting, trusting in myself and, and my higher power. You know, sometimes I wanted to trust that this would happen and then this, that, and another thing would happen. And then I had to trust in that because God is not, it's beyond my control, right? Right. Yes. So I know, you know, and hearing you talk, a lot of the work we have to do ourselves and it's not easy work uh, as, as anybody can hear. Um, but there's usually been some guides or people, whether we know them personally or not, that have influenced us. Uh, do you have some, you know, outside influences that you can speak of that maybe helped you to guide you on your path? Oh my God, you got an hour? <laughs> <laughs> I got so many. Um, the first person, of course, that always pops into my head is Barbara Streisand. Now, a lot of people would say, what? <laughs> but singing for me is a great healer for my mental health. So she inspired me from a young age, a very like 12, 13. And I, I thought of her music as something that was just like an angel. So she began, she was always there in my life, 
for a while, it went away, like when I was deeply in my traumas, things that I loved disappeared. So I had to start picking up new inspirational teachers and, and things that influenced me. So uh, as I was going uh, to Al-Anon, I thought of my, my um, sponsor as somebody who inspired me and, and she did right? It was inspiring to see that somebody was making a success of their life through practicing the 12 steps. And her ability to understand me because she was there before was absolutely amazing to be inspiring. My, my therapist in my sexual abuse counseling, she inspired me. She was so bold, or I, I don't even know, you know, I didn't think that you could even say such a thing to a client, but she told me flat out that I was toxic and that my behavior was what was holding me back and not know it, but it wasn't sort of like a blame thing. It was deeper than that. And she inspired me from her tough love. And I'm a big believer of tough love. That's part of self-love. Her tough love was inspiring for me to take a really hard look at myself. And, um, and then from, from my therapy, I wanted more. It's like, I couldn't get enough and I couldn't get enough teachers and spirit in inspiring people. So I don't remember how, but I stumbled across Eckhart Tolle. I, I picked up his book, The Power of Now, and there was no holding me back, but life has its, its lessons. And that book did not resonate hundred percent enough for me. And I, it, uh, it took a couple more readings to get the, the mindfulness and the present moment awareness stuff down. Who else? Oh, my God. Deepak Chopra, Oprah Winfrey, John Lennon, Mother Teresa, the Buddha, Dalai Lama, and just my friends and my family, my children. My children were the inspiration that kept me alive. So they were my biggest inspirers of all. And, uh, and then I have to give credit to myself. Like I inspired myself from all the action I took. Yeah, I don't think we give ourselves credit for that, that we are inspiring to ourselves. I love that. I love that. I can hear that that's, you know, to me, that does not sound at all like it's coming from ego. It sounds like it's coming from humility. You have obviously been through a lot in your life and the fact that you can come to that place to me really says that uh, you're walking your talk which is loving yourself and I don't always love myself and that's being honest and you know I went through a breakup of a good friend recently uh, my children do struggle with their transition to being here in Canada but now that I've reached this where I am in life, teaching, uh, mentoring people, selling the, the coloring books, inspiring people to get better with their mental health. When I see somebody inspired by my story and they have a family member that is, is where I was uh, 11 years ago, and they say, oh my God, my daughter or my son could really use some inspiration. Their feedback is like, the motivator, the motor behind what I do, because 
there's not a single person out there who hasn't had a moment when they felt like I just can't go on. That's why I, I was so inspired by people like Eckhart Tolle because his story in the beginning of his book is about how he ended up living on the street, sitting on a park bench. And his words resonated with me so profoundly that I thought, well, if I'm this sick, right, mentally, is it possible to be where he is today? And I took that so wholeheartedly and told myself, yeah, I want to be where he is today. And I and my clients, you know, that's my goal for them is them to have a, an awakening, you know, many awakenings like I did. I, it didn't happen like my my breakdown in 2010 catapulted another one in um, oh, when did I have my next one? 2013. I had another breakdown, ended up homeless in a shelter, women's shelter on the street. <laughs> and then I had another one in 2018. And then I had another one just recently. And the funny thing is, though, when you're inspired so much to keep your self-care is the most important thing in your life, loving yourself the most important thing beyond everything. And I could go on for hours about the stigma of self-love because, you know, it's almost like as bad as, you know, it, a lot of people believe it's selfish, self-love. And actually it is because you have to be selfish. You know, I'm sure lots and lots of people have heard the story about, you know, you're on an airplane and you have your child beside you and you're having, you know, the airplane's in duress and the mask falls down and you put it on yourself first. That is the absolute best metaphor about living your life. I so believe in it because you have to be selfish in order to help others. You have to be self-aware, conscious, loving to yourself first before you can be loving and kind to others. It's just impossible. I was on the other side of that. So the stories like Eckhart Tolle and other people that have gone from sort of the stories of rags to riches really inspire me. I just want to go back a moment to when you said that you had uh, your first breakdown was 2010. Mm -hmm. And then there was a few more after that. I think the last one wasn't that long ago. Is there a, was there a difference in those breakdowns? Absolutely. So how, how would you say they were different? Uh, The very first one, it felt like I was being pulled in two. Right. It almost felt like somebody had taken a a machete and cut me in two. I was it felt like I was two people. And I literally could hear people talking in my head and 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 then other people talking in my head. Well, today, of course, I realized, yeah, that that's happened. (laughs) It is normal. (laughs) But back then I didn't know that. So in 2010, it was like, but I was fearful of that part of me then. 2013 was, I had an awakening that I was still not loving myself. So 2010 was, oh my God, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. 2013 was, 
oh my God, I've, I'm not loving myself. What's wrong? And going and saying, I got to go find help. And then 2018 was, I'm unhappy. What do I need to do to change this? I'm going to take action. And each one seemed to be like, there was more of me, more awareness of what I was capable of doing, of being aware that I was unhappy without a major like crash, like in 2010. So they became easier. They were still difficult, but they weren't life-threatening. Like the, the, the first one was life-threatening. I was suicidal. The second one was suicidal as well, but I had already put in place some tools that I knew I could reach out to people and get help. And in, in 2010, I, had, I didn't have that. I had to go start from scratch. In 2018, it was self-care. I didn't have to see my doctor. I didn't have to go on antidepressants. I, uh, like, like in 2010 and 2013, I did. I changed my diet. I talked to friends. I did lots of, I opened my greenhouse. You know, I did all these beautiful things that were me specific, me with my integrity of understanding that, no, I don't have to go back to lying in bed for six months, crying my eyeballs out and being on antidepressants to today where, oh, I'm depressed. Where are my thoughts? What am I not doing to care for myself? Have I rested? Have I talked to a friend? And I go through this huge self-evaluation to say, I'm depressed and it's okay. From 2010 to today, it's like, there's a whole new person. There's a whole new experience that it's not depression. It's self-awareness that I'm not taking care of myself. I really appreciate you answering that question. I know for a lot of people what happens and I, it's happened to me too in the past where I've done a lot of work on myself and then I hit a wall um, where I have felt, you know, like I've started to struggle and I'm like, what's going on here and what's wrong with me, you know, and I've also had to come to that conclusion that, you know, it is like pe peeling the layer of the onion and we are getting more maybe even to the core of things, but at the same time, we're also better equipped to handle those things. So just yeah. because we're healing doesn't mean that there's not going to be those bumps on the road, but we get better equipped at handling them. So I, yeah. I appreciate you answering that question because um, it's, uh, I just think it's a very important thing for people to hear. And you're a great example of that you know, authenticity and tenacity. Oh my God, <laughs> that's for sure. So tell us more about uh, what you do, Annette, and, and how you help others, please. Sure. I had mentioned earlier about, I would, uh, in 2018, I, I, I had uh, started my greenhouse. So what happened at that point was, uh, I was still trying to practice as a paralegal on my own. And 
it was causing me great anxiety, hold, trying to hold on to this um, past life, per se. So uh, I spent uh, another six months on some really deep um, reflection on myself. And I decided, you know what? I really truly have to find my passion and find a, a vehicle, not realizing at the time that I'm the vehicle, to start doing what I really, really love to do. And I really loved to mentor people. I really love to listen to people. I really love to be that inspiration, speak about what I went through, how I got through it, where I am today. It's a very difficult area to talk about when you're talking about mental health because the spectrum of, you know, where you have somebody who has schizophrenia and then you have somebody who has depression are like very different topics to, to cover. And so I know I can't reach people with those type, like the more severe mental health issues. I, it's impossible for me to help them because, you know, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a psychologist. So what I wanted to do was to take my example and mentor people on loving themselves. I had um, an English teacher when I went back to school to get my grade 12 tell me, she says, Annette, you should write. And I do, I write through my books. And um, I said, but what I really wanna do is teach love. And she said, absolutely. So I start, started teaching love by sharing love. I would take these pieces of paper and put them on windshields at strange places like just shopping malls and stuff. And then I was inspired um, as my, as I was getting rid of all the, the darkness in me, lots of repressed memories came out. Now, not just negative ones, but positive ones. So I wanted to get my message about love, kindness and compassion out into the world. And I thought, what a better way than to take what I do, coloring other people's coloring books and put an inspirational message with a little blurb of their story on t-shirts. Well, that didn't go very far because I didn't get any reply about copyright from those published coloring book artists. So I thought to myself, I could do this. And that's when I got the idea of the coloring books. The Mindfulness Inner Peace coloring books came out of my self-care. I love to doodle. That was a repressed memory that just flooded out of me when I told myself I could do this. And the inspirational messages in the book are little chapters of my uh, peeks into my thoughts and feelings on love, kindness, and compassion. And I use those books in my, I do what's called spiritual art days. So if people are interested in doing a spiritual art day, color, knit, uh, puzzle, whatever it is, I do that with Greenhouse. So it's a long story about what I do because there's so much behind the story. Like the coloring books came out of the 2018 breakdown. The cards came out of, I do coloring cards as well. 
the coloring cards were inspired from me leaving those little messages on windows and shopping malls. So I would, I started saying, oh, well, you know, maybe I can do cards that people can buy and give to their loved ones and then they could color them. So I did those. Then while I was out in the greenhouse, I thought, what a, be what a beautiful place to sit and mentor people. So I started out as a human whisperer, which is basically somebody who is present, listens lovingly, and you don't give any feed, really any feedback, it's just listening. And then something just was missing. So I thought, no, I, I really need to mentor people because I get so many people saying, tell me about your experience. What, how would I change my life? You know, they started inquiring about different ways that they saw, well, what is it you're doing today that makes it different? Like your question about the, or the question before this one. And um, I thought, okay. So because so many people love my ins inspirational journey, mentoring was the next step for me to go. And speaking, I've spoken on at uh, hospices. I've spoken at markets. I've spoken at Mo Mondays. If anybody knows what those are, they, I think they're still running. I don't know if COVID has affected them, but I would speak on different stories of my life. And the speaking is about self-love, self-healing, mental health, uh, the importance of it, uh, PTSD, uh, anxiety and depression. <laughs> talk about all those subjects. Talk about my life experiences. And um, yeah, those are, that's what I'm doing today. Today I use also, I do raffles, I do fundraisers, I do fundraising through donations uh, when I talk to people. And oh God, I, I just, more and more ideas. I have more coloring books coming out. I have a calendar that's coming out. Everything is all about love, kindness, and compassion. So that's what the products entail, you know, all that to promote that, to get more word out there. When I'm at markets and I'm selling my books, people come up and they're like, oh, we need more of that in the world. Mm -hmm. I said, that's why I'm here, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. We need more of that. Yeah, definitely do. So uh, I'm going to let Annette tell you about a special gift she has for our audience and about a fundraiser she's doing for the Canadian Mental Health Association. Uh, as well, she's going to let us know where you can purchase her products and get more information. Well, I guess I can try to do those in order or just wing it. <laughs> okay, so the special gift is something I truly love to do, which is self-love spiritual readings. And what that involves is 10 minutes of my time. And I read from spiritual literature. The person selects their book. I download my loving energy into the book that they select. And then, well, I'm, if it's done by Zoom, then I will kind of fan the page and they will tell me where to stop. So that is the message that is meant for them. And then it's read to them. And then we do a, they give me feedback on what it means to them. And then it's a kind of question period where you get to ask me, what's my views on that? What did I do in this uh, circumstance in my life? Do you have any suggestions or guidance? 
how would you mentor me on this specific issue? You know, kind of feedback that you get. So it's 10 minutes of my time. I am currently holding a Valentine's raffle, which is, I do housekeeping on the side. Of course, you know, we have to make some extra money to support our careers. And I am giving three hours of my time. And the tickets are $5 for one and three for 10. And you can contact me directly on my website to order them or phone. And then you wanted some information where to buy products and services. And yes. Yeah. Um, first, and then I'll get you to tell me the raffle runs. From... Until February 14th. From now until February 14th. The, 14th, the draw okay. is on the 15th. And also the other question around that is what is, how, how many uh, kilometers are you willing to go? To oh yeah, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's for the Clearview Simcoe County area so you know Wasega Beach uh, I can go as far as um, you know 30 minutes of my time out of okay. out of where I am I'm based in New Lowell okay. so you unless know, somebody wants at, to you know pay you your mileage and your overnight absolutely <laughs> I'm more than happy to, to go to Toronto if they want me you know <laughs> and I always have my coloring books and cards with me and you know, I, I love sharing a little bit about my story and, um, you know, it's, it's a win-win situation. You're helping me help others with the raffle. Uh, last year alone, I raised over $1,300 from raffles and fundraisers in my coloring books. So, and that's like huge. My goal last year was only to double from what I did the year before. And that was like $220. So I far surpassed it, you know? nice yeah and you can find me on facebook uh learn to love myself my you can reach me by gmail at learn to love myself at gmail.com my web page is www.learntolovemyself.ca and all my information is on there i have artwork that i've done my cards my coloring books my services and um, yeah, and there's a section on there, uh, you mentioned I do energy chakra dance as well. That one is a very fun thing to do one-on-one -on -one or as a group of women that get together. And um, it's so, oh, it, it just feels amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll include that information in the show notes of the podcast uh, for everyone. So I want to thank you for being here today, Annette, and sharing your inspiring story, strength, and hope with us. I'm so grateful that there are people like you in the world who are brave enough to be their true, authentic selves. This allows others to know they are not alone and that there is hope for a better future. So thank you again. You're very welcome. Thank you. And thank you, the listeners, for joining us. I look forward to hearing from you as we continue to take this journey together of remembering and reminding ourselves of who we really are, because there is, in my opinion, nothing better than that. Until next time, peace, love, and joy to you.